Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I'm your host, Sam, from that YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and joining me, as always, it is, of course, Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Oh. Hello! Hello! Hello. Is that a Gravelwood Car Sales face mask? It is, yeah. So uh, uh, I'll take it off because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not great for the audio quality. but <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so I ordered a load. So uh, everyone that, that buys a car from me uh, from now gets a face mask with Gravelwood on it. Oh, nice. And I guess if people are coming to do what? Click and collect, something like that? You can, you can make sure they've got a face mask in case they turn up without one? All, all delivery, mate, at the moment. But um, yeah, we can offer click and collect, but but yeah, mostly it's why I've been so busy. So um, yeah. Well, we should Hence touch on delay. that. We should touch on that. Yeah, because this episode's going out a little bit later than we would have liked, but for good reasons, not for negative reasons. What, mate, what are you doing? But You sound like you're wrapping a present over there. Quite... No, no, it's the packaging from the, from oh, the mask. Okay, cool, thank you. Well, um, anyway, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by your Gravelwood merchandise, um, <laughs> uh, yes, we've been, we, we've been a bit delayed, but for a good reason, because you've been busy, you've been selling cars. Yeah, so um, obviously last few weeks has been a bit slow, uh, well, very slow, actually, um, but this last sort of 10 days or so has really picked up and... Um, I've been particularly busy because um, I've got to do it all on my own because uh, I've furloughed some of my staff. So uh, I'm having to run around, pick cars up, collect them, deliver them. You're a one-man operation. You've been taking the photos as well. Don't tell me you've been taking the photos because that's really going to ruin your website. No, I've got the photo lad coming at the end of the week. He's got about 10 cars to load on, so cars that have come in. So... um, yeah, we, we've um, back back in the old days when I uh, when I used to run around and do everything on my own. Uh, 
Yeah. It's a flashback for you. But mate, I'm happy. I'm it's a good thing. I mean, obviously it's been tough for so many people in so many different ways. Um, but but I've had to uh listen to how you have struggled at times with the stuff that's going on in your business. And so it's great to hear that things are slowly picking up, obviously not returning fully to normal. Um, but but that is very positive. So yeah, so while some of you may have been frustrated by the delay waiting for a new episode with Tony, I hope that you are also uh, actually quite pleased that we got delayed because it, it's a good thing for us. The more money Tony makes, the more often he will appear on this podcast in a good mood. (laughs) (laughs) If Tony goes broke, this podcast will cease to exist because it's the last thing. (laughs) Well, actually, that's a lie. If you go broke, maybe all you're going to have to do is this podcast. We'll be pumping out four episodes a week. Um, I'm going to become a YouTuber if uh, I go fast. Don't say that because people will start like (laughs) ganging up around your business that you don't sell any cars. I still get trolled with, when's Tony going to start his own YouTube channel? Um, yeah, me too. You'll me be too. one of the seventy thousand million car channels on YouTube. Um, oh, don't get me started. I won't because I know that's a rant that you're desperate to get into, and we're going to avoid it. Um, but yeah, look, it's kind of been an interesting uh, ten days or so since we last did an episode. I do feel like the world is potentially starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, or at least in the UK, it feels like maybe some businesses are able to get back to work in a kind of safe way. And and that's the most important thing, I suppose, is that as we move out of phase one of lockdown, we continue to try and look after each other and stay safe and and respect all of the guidance and advice we're given. Even if you don't agree with it, you should listen to it and follow it. Because if we all do the same thing, then hopefully we'll all get the same result rather than everyone going off in different directions. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy that Tony's been busy. I also surprisingly have been busy. And whilst I haven't yet ventured out to film a video outside of my house or the podcast studio, because Tony, some viewers may not have realized it, but I did. I went to the studio for the first time in eight weeks or something ridiculous. I miss it. Is it, it, is it all right? Is well, it all right in there? It didn't burn cold? down and no one's nicked it. And it's not cold, you'll be pleased to hear. But it's now done the opposite. Instead of being freezing cold as it was when we started season three of Behind the Glass, it's now really hot in there. It's like a glass house. So I don't quite know what we're going to do about that. When we're, when we're able to start recording podcasts together in the same room, we're going to melt. We are going to melt. Well, technically, technically, as long as we safe distance, that can happen now because that's allowed because that's technically work. That's a good point, mate, actually. If you bring me one of your Gravelwood face masks, <laughs> I, I think we can do it. I think we can manage because I could rearrange some of the furniture. We could definitely sit far enough apart whilst we record. And as long as you don't try yeah. and give me a hug when you turn up, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, know, I know you like to give me a hug whenever you see me, but you'll just have to... Not really. <laughs> you say this because you're on camera, you know you're being recorded, but if we were off camera... He's a very affectionate guy, Tony. If you ever meet him in real life, just go up and give him a big hug. He loves it. You know, car meets, wherever it is. As long as it's safe to do so, give him a hug. <laughs> um, actually don't that, squeeze too hard. Yeah, don't squeeze too hard. And actually saying that, I'm not sure when we're ever going to be able to give each other hugs. But let's move on. This is not a coronavirus podcast. This is a car podcast. And there is car news to discuss. Firstly, I want to have a bit of a go at you, Tony, because you upset me yeah. on yesterday or Monday, Sunday. 
Um, well, I mean, that won't be the first time and it won't be the last time. I mean, I, mean, I absolutely upset everyone. You do. You ruin everyone's, everyone's lives almost every day. Um, but you upset me because on Sunday, I, I had a huge amount of fun taking part in a Formula One eSports event called Challenge Heineken Legends, uh, raced against Nico Rosberg, David Coulthard, a number of other people on a uh, version of F1 2019 using a simulator rig. And I was like, it's amazing. I had so much fun. What an epic race. And I text Tony this and he just replied saying, race, it's a game, you nerd. <laughs> Do you know why I said that as well? Because I knew, I knew that you would have been so pleased with yourself <laughs> that the fact that you'd have been racing all these old F1 drivers. And I thought, you know what? He's going to expect me to go, oh, well done, mate. You've done so well. So I just thought I'd go the other way and completely wind him up. And I knew I'd wind him up because he just told me to go to bed. I said, go to bed, <laughs> you old man. Like, you, are, you annoyed me so much because you have had a go previously off camera and I think on this podcast about the fact that you don't really think, you know, e-gaming is a thing. Um, but, but I discovered that it is a thing and that you have to have some kind of talent. Okay, maybe it doesn't relate to actual real life driving talent as we saw. I was competing with Nico Rosberg, slightly unrealistic. Um, but it's still fun and it's still something to enjoy and the fact that you just dismissed it so quickly. I was like, you dick. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, like it's the same with like football games as well. Like if 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 it's not real, like I'm not interested. Yeah, like, I, if you I, said I to me, it. I'm racing, I'm yeah. racing Nico Rosberg in a real car, even if it's not that competitive, I'd I'd have been there watching you. Like I'd have, I would have loved to have seen it, but. I mean, on a game, you don't on, care. It's a game. Yeah, it's but a the, game. I, what I would change between that and FIFA is that if you can have a simulator rig like I did, whilst it's still nowhere near like driving a real car, it is a, an enhanced experience, and you do have to have some kind of skill. I don't think it's necessarily proper driving skill. Okay, fine, you can get some simulator rigs and some simulators that are very, very real. Heck, Formula One teams have simulators that they use to genuinely develop their car but in terms of what we can buy at home to play and race with um i don't think it's that realistic but then again you look at like max verstappen lando norris charles leclerc like they just dominate everywhere that's got to show that they've got real driving talent as well as gaming talent yeah but you haven't yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Tony. Well, it I turns mean, out... I mean, the bit, the bit that I saw is that you was going in a straight line and you hit a wall. No, <laughs> that was somebody... That was David Coulthard. That was David Coulthard. I was following him in a straight line and he used the rear view button. And as he was looking backwards, he veered off and hit the wall and then I rammed into him. So not me to blame. Don't be such a douche. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to this because clearly you're, you're an arsehole. And, uh, and my audience Thank doesn't you. seem to care either because the views of that video are appalling. But I had a good time, so that's all that matters. Um, now, look, we've had a new car reveal. Can you believe it? In the, in the desperate moments of coronavirus, Porsche have come along and saved us with some automotive news because we've been lacking it. And they released the 992 Targa. So this is obviously the latest version of the 911, the 992, the sort of bulbous, fat 992. And this is now the Targa version. Um, we've never really spoken about Targas that much before, Tony. We obviously bang on about GT product Porsches quite a lot on this podcast. But what are your thoughts of a Targa? You're not a big convertible fan, but does the Targa make a sort of bridge to a product that you, you would have? 
No, I am a convertible fan. I'm just not a convertible fan with hardcore track versions. That's it. So well, well corrected. Like Thank a, you. Like a Purple Manti Spider or especially a of something. I'd rather the coupe version. But um, the the I like the idea of the Targa. Now I remember when the first Targa come out in the nine nine one. In the nine nine one. In the nine nine one. With yeah. the metal hoop. Yeah, and and the the glass at the back, and it was so pretty. And even now, mate, like even even nine nine one point one and nine nine one point two, they're still fairly rare. I mean, there's not millions of them. Um, and the roof, the engineering in the roof is a masterpiece in how they do that. By the way, it's unbelievable. Well, curved glass in the first place is pretty mind-boggling, and then you think yeah. it, it looks like it's going to add a ton of weight, but of course, Porsche being Porsche, it doesn't really. Um, and for me, the nine nine one point one, so the naturally aspirated nine nine one GTS as a Targa, is kind of like a like a secret dream car of mine. I think that looks like a great looking car. Cool. It is best of both worlds. Um, all that sort of glass and air and then a great soundtrack in the naturally aspirated engine. Like I always thought that was a bit of a whip, but I, I've never driven a Targa. I've never even sat in one of the new versions of the Targa. And yeah, I'm with you. I think it's good looking. And I think they've even made the 992 good looking because I haven't enjoyed the way the 992 looks so far. It's been fat for me, um, but I, I'm really enjoying this new Targa. Well, being being the Porsche fan that I am, I uh, completely missed that reveal. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea what you were talking about. You've been a busy man, mate. You've been you've been selling cars. You've been running a business. I love it. So you're missing out on all the car news. Have you not even seen pictures of it? No. Oh my god, mate. Okay, well, I don't have a secondary screen to hold it up and show you right now, but it's very good looking. Go and look at it after this. But you mentioned that they're relatively rare. Why is it? Do you think that Targas don't sell as much as the coupes and the cabriolets? It's just I guess a bit of a quirkier car, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know, to be honest, because, I mean, they are a bit more money, but they're not loads more. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have one, but I've never owned one. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly, no, I get just, it. Like you, you forget it, you overlook it. You overlook it quite easily. Well, who knows? Maybe in our future at some point, it'll be one for us. But yeah, big fan of that. Lots of money. Uh, they're only releasing it in the four-wheel drive variant at the moment, so the 4 and the 4S, um, and it's sort of £105,000 upwards, something like that. But uh, that's just way 992s are priced at the moment. So yeah, well done, Porsche, for giving us something to talk about, even though Tony had no idea uh, <laughs> what I was talking about. Some others of slightly interesting news to come back to the dreaded coronavirus only because there are some interesting things to discuss firstly something that's not really going to affect tony but i really want to rant about briefly is the news that the london congestion charge is being extended firstly into the evenings and to the weekends and this is just another nail in the coffin that i wish to hammer into sadiq khan's coffin I hate this guy, and I just want to come out and say it. It seems absolutely mad, this, and and original sort of reports suggested that he was doing it to claim back, I think, some of the loan that the government gave him or some bailout, yawn, yawn, yawn. It turned out, long story short, that no, Sadiq Khan just decided to extend the congestion charge uh, and increase the amount that we have to pay. And for someone who lives in central London, this just absolutely infuriates me and i think it's ridiculous and i think it's money grabbing and he's ruined the city already with roadworks um and yeah i just need to get that off my chest so t- tony i doubt you have much to add because i don't think you drive into central london that often but but a- only, any thoughts only at the fact that for the last two or three months public transport has been free and not used 
And that is just one way to get some of the money back. Obviously, you know, we've all been affected, everything, even the transport, because the transport is obviously backed by the government, but it's a standalone business. It has to run, it has to be efficient and run by itself. So that's probably just one of the ways they're going to try and get some money back. Yeah, but do you not think for those that actually literally have to work in central London, with all the government advice saying, try not to take public transport, try to either walk, cycle or drive to work, like you can't really tell people don't take public transport, but then pay more and more often to come into central London. I, I, I just think it goes slightly against the advice. It's just a little bit not money grabbing. And I realize they're going to have to get this money back at some point to, you know, all this money they've given in bailouts and stuff. But I just feel like that was a bit of a middle finger up to London citizens, at least central London citizens. Yeah, but no, no one's got a gun to your head, mate. You haven't got to live in central London. You can live wherever you like in the UK. And I don't have to drive, so, for sure. I could walk yeah. or I could cycle, absolutely. But there are people out there who do have to drive in, for sure. You know, who, who whatever line of work that they're in, um, you know, that, that will have to take their car in. But it's more the fact that, okay, Monday to Friday, fine. But what about at the weekend? What if you're needing to go to a shop and pick stuff up and bring it back from that shop? What if you're needing to move office or needing to pick something up from the office or whatever it might be where you need a car to transport those goods and now you're being charged at the weekend as well, which was your chance to be able to go and do that before? I don't know. I just, I, 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 It makes me angry that that's the way they're going about it and he's done it in such a sort of aggressive way, I think, um, and someone who's always been pained by the concession charge anyway. It frustrates me at a time when you can't just jump on a bus or a tube theoretically safely. Um, that's what I think is a bit of a bit of a middle finger. That's why I get cross. So sorry, sorry for the rant. Um, but on a slightly more positive note, for those of us who don't live in London and aren't affected by what I'm ranting about, did you see the news, Tony? And I know you didn't. That track days are coming back. I did see that. Actually. You did see that. Okay, I assume you're on basically every mailing list for every track day ever, considering what a what a fan you are now of the track day life. Um, but yes, the report I saw said the 26th of May, Brands Hatch, Donington Park, Alton Park, Snetterton, Cadwell Park, and Bedford Autodrome will be starting. MSBs, all the MSB exactly most sport fishing tracks exactly. So, uh, like, I can kind of understand this if you think about it because. Of course, you can isolate, you can social distance by being in your car. Uh, and theoretically, as long as you're not then hanging out in large groups around the paddock and things like that, you know, you could do it in a relatively safe way. And why not let people go out and have a bit of fun? So are we going to see you at the 26th of May driving into Brands Hatch, uh, desperate to get out on track? No. Do you oh. know why? <laughs> why? Because my cars are too loud to get kicked off at Brands Hatch. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. You need some quieter cars. Oh my gosh. So where can you go? Where like Silverstone, surely? Silverstone, Donington, uh, Goodwood, if I'm lucky. No, oh. yeah, Goodwood's all right, actually. Goodwood's all right. Uh, yeah. Um, Snetterton's okay. Ma- mainly Brands Hatch is the one. It's my local track. Yeah, I was going to say it's and- right next to you. Yeah, and it's the only one I really can't go on. <laughs> It's a disaster in the end of the day. But, disaster. But in all sense, I mean, I'm not somebody who does that many track days. So I saw this news and I was like, cool, like might create some nice safe content opportunities in the future, but otherwise doesn't excite me. But was this like exciting news for you? Does this get your, your, your what's it called, not blood boiling, the opposite of it? Are you excited is what I want to know, Tony. Not, not really, because I'm not going to do many this year because I've got to do some work. 
because <laughs> I've already lost too much money this year to go gallivanting. So uh, I'm going to work the rest of this year for free, probably. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely won't be going out as much as I have been. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's everyone just literally all the all the fun stuff in life might might have to be put on hold for a little bit longer as we all try and yeah. uh, try and get back to work. I'm with you there. Well, yes, I think, you know, I say hopefully over the weeks ahead, I'm going to have the opportunities now start to get out and film some content outdoors. It feels like from 1st of June, we're expecting... Have you heard anything more about dealerships potentially being opened up as long as we sort of hit the targets the government set out? Yeah, so uh, from what I know, a lot of main dealers are all going to start to reopen from the end of the month. I know that some now are doing this click and collect service where if you've already ordered a car and you've been waiting and it's there and it's ready to be collected, then you can go and collect it essentially if they're open. Um, so it's just really for deliveries only really at the moment. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, early June, third, fourth of June, dealerships will start to open main dealers and obviously all the independents as well. Um, I, I really think that, the main dealers in particular are going to have a really tough time in social distancing. I mean, I heard today from um, one of the, our cleaning suppliers that, that supplies all our cleaning stuff. He said um, disinfectant's a big thing at the moment and um, some of the big dealer groups are ordering it in, you know, gallons and gallons and gallons because every time they have a customer's car come in, they're going to sanitize it or disinfect it three times. Wow. I mean, yeah, they're just not going to have the time, mate. I mean, I, I mean, flipping hell. Well, it's just going to have to change, isn't it, the way that we go car shopping, the way we do anything. I mean, for example, test drives are going to be out the window for a while, aren't they? Because how on earth are you going to be able to facilitate a test drive? You couldn't have a salesperson in the passenger seat with someone behind the wheel because immediately you're then breaking any kind of social distancing guidelines. Um, but as you say, like jumping in and out of cars, you know, even going to a show and walking around and being able to open a door and just sit in a car doesn't feel like it's going to be something that's going to be possible for a while. Um, but your advice here... I mean, over the last, what, five to ten years, hasn't a lot of car shopping switched to kind of being online anyway? Like, are those days of someone just coming in and just having a walk around and then stumbling across something they want to buy kind of gone? Are people slightly more decided on what they want and what they're doing by the time they actually call you or come down to the showroom? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So it depends on on what level in the market you're at. So with, certainly with sports cars and performance cars and supercars and stuff, people gen, generally know what they want. So they're coming to you normally, and especially us as an example, they're coming to buy a car. Essentially, they they've whittled ours down to one or two, and and, and generally speaking, they're coming to buy the car. So. With that in mind, it's not really going to affect us too much. And we, we've been offering delivery and, and, and um, remote sales for, for a number of years now. And, you know, we work from a big industrial unit and have done for six or seven years because back then I, I, didn't, I, I had showrooms and I, and I shut a showroom because I saw that it probably – wasn't the way forward. And when you look at all the main dealers now, they're all on big retail parks. They're not in high streets anymore. And I just think the general consensus of people buying cars now is going to change. Um, and the main dealers are going to suffer more than the independents. The independents will be able to adapt because they're already doing that remote selling. And, you know, the service is, is, um, is a bit different. Whereas with a main dealer, they're so committed to getting people into cars to test drive. And, and the problem is, mate, the statistic was a few years ago, I don't know if it's changed now, is that they, they say that only 13% of the, the, the British car buyer knows what he wants. So every So 87% of people don't know what to buy. Wow. So people like... My sister, or even your sister, they just want a car. They, they, they don't care. Has it got aircon? You know, does it fit five people? What's it like? Fine. They're not like us. They're not petrol heads. Sure. So the main dealers are going to have to think out the box and 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 change the way they do their business for that reason. Absolutely, and I think you know, it, I think we might even be transported back to a time of you know, 50s and 60s when advertising really took on like another meaning and another level of where we're going to have to see very clever promotions that are not only just informative, but attractive. And I think we've been seeing a shift towards this anyway for a while, but where brand values of cars are going to take on such a strong meaning. No, you know, we're going to move away from this car has this many features and does this and does that. And instead it's going to be, you're going to want to go out there and buy an Audi because it's an Audi and what it means to be seen in an Audi. Because we've been talking about it a while in this podcast cars nowadays are pretty much all the same they all come with a certain level of equipment and safety equipment and technology and it's all pretty blanket it's not like oh you're going to want to go and get the honda because the honda's got air conditioning like everything's got air conditioning within reason and so because all the cars not only do kind of similar things they also feel relatively similar um it is going to come down to yeah just brand value and badge value and so i think that's where we might see this kind of reconditioning of advertising and promotion and PR 
to really try and sucker people into that so that you just literally call up your local Mercedes dealer and say, hi, I'm a 25 year old and I want a Mercedes for, you know, for me and my two mates. And they go, great, you're going to get a C-class off you go. Like, so go have fun. You're just told kind of what you want um, rather than going along and shopping uh, for a price bracket. Maybe that's the route we're going to be going in. I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine, but I think the world is going to be a slightly different place now. Yeah, like, like I said, for people like us, it won't change a great deal because we, when we look at cars, we kind of know what we want. But yeah, for, for, the, for the big percentage of people that don't know, you know, the, the days of test drives and looking at 10 different cars and 10 different models. I mean, let's get it right now. No manufacturer makes a bad car. They all drive perfectly. And to be honest, I've never seen the sense in test drives anyway, and we're fairly strict as a dealership in terms of test drives because we don't just let anyone drive our car just for the sake of it. Why would I? Um, what What are you going to learn or what are you going to take from a five- or ten-minute test drive? What's that going to tell you? What are you listening for? Are you listening for bangs and crashes? I mean, are you a mechanic? I mean, you know, most dealers, proper dealers – Cars go in workshop, they're properly expected. You know, you can get your own inspection. There's there's lots of different ways that, that a car um, is prepared now. And like I said, um, no one makes a bad car now. They're all good. It's just what car you want. Yeah, and I think just to kind of like... Uh, give a separate angle on that i do think you kind of have to slightly judge where you're buying the car from because of course if it's some you know if it's bob's garage on the side of the a3 and you know he's got a load of what look like you know beaten up old crappers uh you know of course you might want to make sure it starts and take it out on the road so it's not going to pull left and the brakes don't squeal but of course if you're going to a relatively reputable uh, independent or, or main dealer like you're right so many checks, you know, that are done. Like I've seen the way that you take cars in and how you look after them and the preparations you do before, you know, they go off to a new buyer. But also I remember going up to Alexander's Prestige up north and that place is amazing. They have literally like a full, not only do they service the cars, but they can do full detailing and wash down and they repair little scuffs. Like they openly admitted they probably go too far and they probably even eat in some of their profit margins because of the level that they go to but that's because the owners are just a little bit ocd like that and it's quite amazing but i think you know 20 25 years ago there was kind of a stigma around used car dealer wasn't it that they were always trying to slightly take advantage of you and they were probably putting you know gravel in the fuel or whatever you know whatever it might be um and so there are still some hang-ups hang-ups on that where people can be a little bit nervous and are I need to, yeah, as you say, drive it to listen for knocks or whatever that might be. But if you're driving a 2017 car from a relatively decent dealer, you probably don't need to test drive it. And also, you should have a, if the dealer's good, right, you should be able to call them up three days later and say, uh, the front wheel just fell off or whatever. And that dealer should step in and say, okay, fine, we're going to come help you out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I mean, it doesn't matter where you buy a car from now. You're, as a consumer, doesn't matter if you buy it from Bob's Garage or, you know, as long as you don't buy it privately, as long as you buy it from a dealer, from a proper business, you're so protected as a consumer now. You know, dealers can't behave in that manner anymore. You know, they can't sell you a car with a fault. You know, they can't, there's lots that they have to sell you a proper prepared car that's fit for purpose. So, um, and and there's no argument, and as well, 
if you buy a car on finance, which a lot of people do, I mean, the rules are even stricter then, you know, to the point where you can just call the finance company up and say, this car's broken, come and get it. Yeah. And it's yeah, the yeah, dealer's yeah. problem at that point. So a consumer is so heavily protected now and, and you know, going back to test drives and, and, and the way that we used to sell cars, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference, especially what I do because of, you know, the nature of the cars that we sell. People buy them because they want them because of what they are. It just might make a little bit of difference if you're looking at a Corsa or a Clio or a Peugeot or something like that. And to flip reverse it, do you ever get people coming along who are trying to par X something and trying, trying to one-up you a bit, so bringing in something really dodgy that they sugarcoat and have taken for a nice valet the day before, but they're saying, oh, can I par text it? Like, do you just kind of take it at face value? Do you ever test drive a part X or do you ever kick the tires of a part X or you just kind of trust? No, it's not, it's not about, it's not about trust without sounding big headed. I can see a bad car from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, like a car whisperer. A mile away. <laughs> oh, this car has a dodgy front suspension. So I can sense it. The, 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 the thing is as well, is that yes, some motor dealers have a bad reputation and, and, and um, you know, the, the job sometimes is a bit of a bad name. But you have to ask yourself where dealers get the cars from. It's the public. So they don't get them from anywhere else. It all comes from the public. So the public are dodgy bastards as well. <laughs> I mean, it works both. No, no, because it works both ways, doesn't of it? Course, like, of course, of you, course. You know, if someone's going to be dishonest and try and, cover up and sell you a car i mean it doesn't happen with us because one i can see it a mile off because it's my profession and i and i taught myself to learn that because it's important and two we have a preparation period that if i do miss something it's picked up before it goes to the next owner we don't just give cars out as you know so for sure um but yeah mate we've been caught out with stuff before where you know cars have come in and there's oil leaks that have cost two and a half grand to fix but or f-types that's, that's, with exhaust that are too loud for anyone to ever want y- yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the job that's what that's why we have to have a profit and that's you know people don't always understand that you know they think oh why is he having two and a half or three grand profit across that cost you know because it's not two and a half three grand you know sometimes you end up with nothing of course you, know, you can spend yeah. it get it into a place well yeah i think it's you know it's definitely going to be interesting times things are going to have to be different and change for sure but i'm hopeful especially from the sounds that have been coming out of your mouth over the last week that that you know people are still going to be out there buying cars and shopping in whatever way they can because we want the automotive industry to stay alive in whatever shape and form and hey look maybe just maybe we're going to be in september and we're all going to be laughing going hey remember that coronavirus thing like what a joke Uh, and i know there are plenty of people out there who who are conspiracy theorists or who believe in different versions of the COVID-19 story. Um, But taking it at face value, it does feel like uh, things are going to have to be different for a while. Um, But, but hopeful, I'm hopeful that, you know, there's still going to be a chance for us to get excited and go look at cars and nerd out and, and do some online shopping on auto trader and not be depressed by the fact that we couldn't go and, you know, kick some tires and waste some people's time uh, like yourself. But um, the, the thing that I kind of wanted to move on to, which I thought was an interesting prospect, which is maybe now going through a bit of a headache is in America. And I think in parts of Europe, maybe just Germany, some companies like Porsche and I think Mercedes had bought out these kind of like membership programs. Do you know anything about these? 
Okay, so basically, uh, but for, for audio listeners, Tony is uh, shaking his head. Essentially, you would sign up for a monthly payment of you know, $1,500 or 2,000 euros or whatever it might be. And for that, you can choose a car within the range at that price bracket. So let's take Porsche, for example. You pay £2,000 a month and you can have a Macan or a Cayman. If you want to step it up to £3,000 a month, you can have a GT4 or a 992 Carrera, etc., etc. And if you're paying, you can literally change the car whenever you like. Almost like a sort of you know phone contract where you can just chop and change whenever you want. So the point is that you're paying that membership and for as long as you want it, you can have a car, but you can also go and change to the you know another car in that price bracket. And it was kind of seen as this membership. Now, in my mind... I think something like that, that kind of business model, is, is something that could start to struggle. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like that's kind of increasing the amount of... I don't know, like, I don't know if that's a really great idea or a really bad idea, given everything that's going to happen. I was just about to say, oh, I think it's going to struggle, but then I was actually, well, no, maybe it won't struggle. Maybe that's what people are going to want now, rather than committing to owning one car. They're going to want to have options like this. Um, and obviously, it hasn't happened in the UK yet, but we could see weird and wonderful ways of car ownership moving forward that, that even buck the trend more yeah you know what you know what i'm pretty sure that's going to come soon you know you know especially the germans you know when you buy a car an audi bmw mercedes for instance and you can buy them with so many different levels of trim of course, so many of course so it, it's mind-boggling the trims that you can have actually and the technology and this and that and pack this and pack that now I've heard, and Audi are very close to developing this, that what they're going to do is, is that apparently they were going to build cars with every option on them. Mm -hmm. They've all got the options on them. And then you sign up to this app and you pay us uh, like a monthly fee, obviously if you're if the car's on finance. And if you want the sat-nav on that month, you pay for the sat-nav. Mm. Or if you want the Apple CarPlay or you want, you know, all the extra bits to work. You pay like a fee. You increase and your monthly subscription and then you can get more access. A bit like Amazon and stuff like that. And, and that, that I'm heard, I'm, I'm fairly sure that's coming. That um, definitely with the, the, the Volkswagen Audi group, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, these are all things, you know, I keep getting asked and over the last week or so i've done quite a few other podcasts sorry for behind the glass listeners we haven't been producing our own content but i've been appearing on other podcasts and this is a big discussion topic is what is the future of automotive and i think you know we've been forced into the conversation because of coronavirus people have to really start thinking about it and all of these topics which people were you know in the back of our minds of you know what what's going to be like to be a car owner or what a car ownership opportunity is going to be in the future i think have been forced to come forward and yeah something like that's easy i think that the less people are engaged or enthused about cars, the more the million options that you get when you walk into a Mercedes showroom is unnecessary. You know, I already don't know the, you know, from AMG to SE to, like, I, I, I get so overwhelmed at all the numbers and letters and what it all means. And there is some simplicity, I think, that is needed, especially if generation, whatever they're called, Z or X or Y or T, um, aren't going to be petrol heads. I think, you know, a shrinking of the models and cars out there needs to happen. Well, Mercedes actually, Mercedes have changed the way that they upgrade their cars and, and um, Audi have started to do it as well, where 
it's made my job a little bit easier as well because obviously as an independent specialist, we kind of have to know everything about every car and all the extras and stuff like that. And it's challenging to to keep remembering it all and figuring out what's this one got. But Mercedes a few years ago introduced packs to their cars. So you'd have an AMG line, then you'd have an AMG premium, then a premium plus, um, and then the, the nut job AMG stuff. So there's only three or four models, you know, trim lines essentially, which makes things a lot easier because that's just how they come. Sure. Um, um, but, but yeah, a lot of other manufacturers are probably going to go that way for that reason. It just makes it easier for people to decide. Exactly. Cause it's just, you know, there's too many options and talking to someone who's not a petrol head or, or not clued into this, it gets overwhelming. I mean, heck I still get overwhelmed by the Porsche lineup you know? <laughs> and we like a Porsche, uh, which brings me on to something that I want to discuss. When are we going to be doing our Porsche special and who should we invite on to do it with? Well, I don't think we should invite anyone. Just let me do it on my own. No, I'm not allowing you <laughs> just to rant about Porsche for 50 minutes. That will kill us. We either need well, another just... enthusiast or we need someone who hates Porsche. Uh, who doesn't like Porsche? Mm. Uh, or we could have JWW on. He's a bit of a Porsche fan. Well, he's a bit of a GT3 fan. I think he's a Porsche fan. Yeah, no, he's he's a GT3, and he likes GT3 RS as well. Yeah, get get him on. He's all right. We could get James and, on, couldn't we? We have a uh, we have similar tasting car. I mean, we've got that what's that car called that I've got coming again? <laughs> Your Koenigsegg Jumeirah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can share you can share spec tips with each other. We can, yeah, because <laughs> we've both got children. So, I mean, it's perfect. Perfect. Four-seater, that's what you need. Okay, well, maybe I'll yeah. drop James a message and see if we can get him on for a bit of a Porsche <laughs> Porsche special, see if he'll be up for it. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be able to go head-to-head with you on the Porsche. I'm going to have to be like the least Porsche guy at the table. That sounds surprising. Um, but we'll make it happen, and, and hopefully that will be coming to you guys soon. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to be trying to get out there and doing a bit of outdoor content. I feel like, you know, if kind of mid-June-ish, you're allowed to kind of operate and be open. I might come down there and see what you've got in stock. I, I, I shouldn't be revealing this yet. No, I'm not going to. But I think I've figured out my next daily. Let's not talk about it anymore. But I've kind, well, of, kind of figured out what I'm going to be doing, I think. Let's not talk about it anymore because I know what it is and I might drop you in it. Yeah, you, you probably will. I was going to say I was going to come down and do some car shopping at your dealership, but that would be a bit pointless because I think I would have bought the car by then. But anyway, I think, you know, it, we're well overdue a bit of a, a gravelwood on the main channel content. Um, so fingers crossed, in not too distant future, we'll be back at it. And maybe in the not too distant future, Tony and I will be back together once again in the studio. And if I still have it, Tony, you can have a go in the sim rig and just see how uh, how well you fare on what is supposedly a game for children. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would like to, but I am not very good on a sim. I'll no, admit, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I've been on Archie's one, and I've been on some, but you know, all different places. Requires and I'm really some just skill, doesn't good. it? I mean, I'm not very good in a car either, no. so, I mean, it kind of makes sense. So <laughs> It's realistic then, more realistic than you are, you are letting, letting me think. Um, well, anyway, sure. 
Thank you for finding the time because it's been a difficult week to try and find a slot, but I appreciate it. And again, uh, congratulations on on doing some business and for managing to run your entire business by yourself. Uh, any of you that are out there thinking of buying cars, of course, always go and check out Gravelwood Car Sales. Juicy stock, uh, especially at, right now. You've got some very nice bits in, including that Mercedes S500, which I've been drooling over. Um, but yes, otherwise, we will catch up with you, I suppose. Uh, hopefully next week, uh, as long as we're not to both busy um but anyway for now tony say goodbye bye everyone and i will say goodbye as well goodbye everyone Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com